Hello and welcome to Recruiting in Hospitality from Caterer.com. As ever, I'm Lancelot Narayan. Welcome. Um, and as you know, uh, in each programme, we invite top names from yeah. the world of hospitality <laughs> yeah. um, to discuss matters affecting employers. So recruitment, yeah. development, retention, all that really good stuff, you know, no, good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, as well as other matters affecting you and your teams, um, today it's going to be a good discussion, I think. Um, it's about diversity, inclusion, uh, equality in the, in the hospitality workplace. Now, it, I'm delighted to say I've got two fantastic guests with me today and I'll let you introduce themselves to no I'll let them introduce themselves to you <laughs> there you go <laughs> got there amazing uh, thank you so much Lance so I am Olajide Alibi I am the equality inclusion um, and well-being partner at Turtle Bay I also own my own consultancy called Sisu um and i am and and I'm, I'm i'm a disruptor that's what i call myself i am an equality inclusion equity disruptor i go into businesses and disrupt the status quo um in around the space um and start and spark conversations around this topic um and i'm extremely passionate and looking forward to this conversation terrific Thank you, thank you, and um, good morning or good afternoon, everyone. I'm Daniel Jagai, um, and I work for Total Jobs or for Stepstone, and I head up, and I am a, what we call a product specialist here, and I head up a product here called Equality Boost, uh, which is utilising what we call programmatic retargeting. <laughs> so you started already. Well, big words. Big words. Brilliant. We're going to talk more Brilliant. on that there, Lance. <laughs> we will do. We will do. I've got no choice. Um, welcome, both of you. Honestly, it's so lovely to have you here today. It's great. Thank. I'm so glad you could join me. Olajide, can I can I start with you? Um, Turtle Bay. They're great fun restaurants. They are. Yeah. I mean, it's one locally uh, to me in in Brixton, um, and it's it, honestly, it's it's just fun. It's a nice place to be and just spend a few hours. Yeah. As a company, how does Turtle Bay approach DE&I? I mean, how do you begin to form an inclusion program? Do you do, you do surveys with team members? Do you have long conversations? How, how, how do you form something like that? Start start the beginning. Uh, good question. <laughs> How do you start doing this? Um, so I think, I think you know, uh, Black Lives Matter happened in 2020. George Floyd was murdered, right? And I think everyone started having more conversations in this space. Yeah. I, I think Turtle Bay realised that there was a need for them to do a lot more than what they were doing. They set up um, an, an internal ERG, like an, uh, you know, an e and they called it the DNI team. Um, and uh, actually, at the time. I was running a consultancy with Sisu and they had set up their team and they wanted some more training. So I came in and, and with Sisu and did some training for their their ENI team, DNI team, um, and, and talked to them about how to how to be champions in this space. Um, they did surveys. Um, they asked, they wanted to ask their team what they wanted to see more of um, from from them as a, a leadership team, as a, as a business. Um, and the team wanted further education. Um, they wanted to know that they were supported, 
um, they wanted to be seen. Um, and yeah, we listened to the teams. Um, we listened to the teams a lot. Um, they what, stopped... kind of, what kind of feedback were you getting? Do you know what I think it's it's I think it's probably quite general in terms of like in hospitality generally is that it's a really diverse place to work, but don't, not everyone necessarily feels like they have been seen, um, um, and, and, and that was the, probably the, the the most the most the thing that we saw the most was that you know it's a really nice place to work. Um, we probably just need a bit more work around language in certain areas. Um, we also need a little bit of work around, you know, just having that sense of belonging and everyone mm -hmm. understanding how to respect one another. Um, and I think, I think that was like the biggest thing. Um, and then I was, and then I was recruited and I was, and, and I was brought in on, on board to, to come and really start to spearhead. I think it's really difficult when you ha just have a, um, an internal uh, ERG group to, to spearhead ENI or DNI because <clears throat> you need someone like myself. Who is only solely working on that day to day? You can't have people working on it who are doing their normal day to day jobs because it's a yep. big task. It's a huge task. Um, so I was brought in um, to come in and actually pull together a strategy around what we actually want to do. You know, what's the actual the action we want to take that is short term and long term, um, and how do you embed this culture into our everyday? Um, and so I came in, built a strategy around. <clears throat> training around education um, as a business we are a caribbean inspired business um, and we are inspired by black culture so i think it's really important that we not only educate people around the culture in which we take our inspiration from but also around how to um how to talk to people from different cultures because we have yeah. so many guests coming into our restaurant from different cultures um, it's really important that we know how to talk to them. It's really important we know how to talk to each other. So, you know, a lot of the work that I, I you know, I'm starting to embed is around education because unfortunately we don't learn any of this stuff anywhere, anywhere in, in society. We don't learn it at school, we don't learn it at university, we don't know when we're going to work. So yeah. at some point we need to learn and understand what does being equitable actually mean? What does equality actually mean? What does diversity really mean in the business space? And how do you actually create that sense of inclusion um, in the workplace? So there's a lot of the work that we've done so far is around education. We've also done a lot of work around how do you start to support black communities? Because, it, you know, we're taking our inspiration from black communities. There is a fine line between um, cultural appropriation and cultural yeah. appreciation. You're and I right. think for us, it was like we never really talk about it because we shied away from, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want us to say too much because we don't want to be said said to be seen to be culturally appropriating. Um, so you know, we now it's like well, actually, we're actually we're going to own that. We're not appropriating. We're appreciating. We're celebrating. How do you how do you do that, Ology? Though, how do you? It's not something that's it's not straightforward thing. Nothing straightforward. How do you walk that line? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is. Nothing <laughs> straightforward. Um, I think it's about owning it as like when being really, really. What does that mean? What does that mean? So for us, it is about okay. We are inspired by the Caribbean, so we'll celebrate the Caribbean in terms of however we can celebrate it. So we, yeah. it's not just about coming into Turtle Bay and having a curry goat and not knowing the origins of the curry goat, not understanding where curry goats come from, not understanding why we've, how we've taken the inspiration and made it into our own. And so it's about educating the teams to be able to talk to our guests around yeah. where curry goats come from, why we why we have it on our menus, and where we're taking our inspiration from. So 
we launched uh, uh, Caribbean culture um, classes within our business, which actually gives the, the teams education around each of the islands that we take inspiration from. So they're then equipped to talk to guests around the Caribbean. So when they get asked questions, they're able to really go in and answer those questions like people that are experts in the Caribbean. Yeah. Because I think if you're not doing that, if you're not passing information and sharing information and knowledge with the guests, it, it, that is the line. The line is that then you're just appropriating, you're not celebrating, you're not passing yeah. any information on. I also think like one of the key things for us was that you know we have an opportunity to really support black communities um how do we do that how do we not i don't want to say give back but it's just about how do we how do we shine a light on other black businesses that are doing really well how do we shine a light and support any communities that we're able to support and one of the key things that we realize that we can do really easily is the, there's loads of african caribbean societies around the country yeah. within universities that we were able to connect with um, and support um, and we support them through you know the, the general things like discounts and using the space for events but also like in terms of like recruitment we, we support them you know if anyone needs a job if anyone needs to if they need to run events we support them in that kind of way if they're doing anything charitable work we're always support and looking to support ACS communities with any charitable charity work you know we're also connecting with other like-minded communities so for instance we've recently connected with a charity called the reach society who inspire and create a space for young um, adults to get into work because there is a there is you know unfortunately there isn't a level playing field for young black people in yeah. the workplace and doors yeah. don't open as easily as they do for other people other communities so it's about how do you inspire them to make sure that they can continue to strive for you know going into um high high um level roles so we've just connected with that with that charity and i think it's about for me for us it's really about finding those groups that we can connect with that makes sense in how we support <laughs> and uplift black people that's 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 i mean that's a great uh summary of what what of what you do i'm going to come back and discuss a bit more with you daniel i'd like to bring you in here yeah of course i mean i mean you, you've you also have heard what Olajide has said, and it yeah. is pretty remarkable. I mean, it's amazing, yeah. That's why I can't get hold of him. He's so so busy. <laughs> um, uh, but there, there, there's going to be hospitality employers that <clears throat> don't have that resource. That's they right. don't have uh, all that all that time all that to time, yeah, be able to correct. pursue these avenues the way that Turtle Bay does. Yeah. How can there's, there's a tool, isn't there? Tell us yeah. about Equality Boost. So, yes, there, there, there is a tool. And, and, in, and in respect, listening to, to what he's been saying, it's, it's similar to what we're doing in terms of how you're tapping into communities. This is something that, um, as, say, businesses, um, they're never not too sure of how to. Like, where do we start? That's always the first question. Where do we start? How do we start tapping into this? How do we reach communities? How do we reach individuals? These are, are normally the questions that I hear um, from everybody is like they never really know where to start um, in terms of that. So this is where we have devised um, our, our product here called Quality Boost. So, so what we're utilizing here is that we are harnessing uh, what we call our first party candidate data. So we know 
a huge amount about our candidates. So we understand more about their working journey. Uh, we're understanding um, in terms of where they're living and their location and where they want to work. And then what we're utilizing, because we have great first party data about our candidates and their next job seeking journey, we're, we're utilizing and we've harnessed um, in terms of what we call the census data here within the UK. So within that, um, this paints um, a real kind of solid picture or in respect a picture of what the country looks like from an ethnic minority point of view because uh, once again what we just kind of touched on within 2020 with Black Lives Matter um, everybody realized that within their business they are lacking within diversity they're starting to realize that within senior leadership it's a certain type of club that might be there they're starting to realize within senior leadership whether do we have enough females that's able to make some of these key stakeholder decisions in terms of that and and everyone realized that they are very far behind within this and purely just because within that time within 2020 um we kind of like is, is that the right thing to say like we found our mouths we wanted to be heard we wanted to speak we wanted to to go out there and and, and let everyone know that we are here we're not going anywhere anytime soon but at the same time if you want to be a diverse employer and you want to reach into people from there where do you start which once again, just tying into what I was just uh, coming to here, we utilise the census data. We had to understand what does the, the population look like from an ethnic minority point of view. Um, stats are out there in terms of it. And what we understand that ethnic minorities only make up 15% of the UK population in terms of that. So when you start realising the amount of it uh, in terms of um, ethnic minorities as a group and you look at the entire nation there, we are a very small population, if you see where I'm coming from here. So um, if everybody wants to tap into that type of talent, um, my main question that I, I kind of say to everybody is that what makes you so special? What are you doing differently within the market? So coupling with what Total Bay are doing right here, this is the difference within the market. This is what you are doing in order to make yourself heard. Um, but what we want to be able to do is to brand and market you to these to, to, to certain ethnicities across the UK in terms of that. So that's what we are doing with a quality boost. We're harnessing our first party data that we understand about our users and where they want to work and where they're living in their, their next career journey. And then we're overlapping this with what we call the census data because we've pinpointed and we've found uh, pockets across the UK where we're finding larger communities, whether they are from an Asian background or from a black Afro-Caribbean background or from a mixed other background, we are finding these communities and this is where we are serving and we are putting what we call adverts or advertisements into those areas. So no matter where we are reaching these individuals, we are placing our clients or Turtle Bay is a prime example in front of these individuals as well. Um, so this is what we're harnessing and how we're utilizing the quality boost is this how we brand and market businesses out to a candidate led market. That's essentially what our product is here. Daniel, lovely. Thank you. And it might seem an obvious question. Yeah. But in practical terms, how does this benefit employers? So once again, it's that that kind of a, a anomaly within the market. So when as a if you think of of a candidate that once again, touching on, on on what he mentioned earlier about are you do you feel comfortable to go into a workplace? Do you feel that you're going to be given a chance, essentially? And you might look at certain companies and you might feel straight away. I am never going to get a chance in there or I'm never going to be able to. So the whole point of why we're doing this is to brand and market our clients in terms of it, who's used utilizing any one of our platforms to say or caterer.com here to say, hey, look, 
Uh, we're working with a diverse employer. This is what their strategy is. This is what they're, they're striving to do. These are their goals. This is what they want to work to by 2025, or this is what they want to work to by 2030. These are the business that we're working with and let us brand and market you out there because at the same time, how do you tap into that talent? Okay, how do you reach into individuals from there? And there's only so much an employer or a HR partner can do from that point of view here. Okay, yeah. so this is where we want to be your partner to say, you're looking for these types of individuals from these um, ethnic minority backgrounds or from low social economic um, areas, essentially. We're going to take your brand and we're going to put you in front of those types of individuals from that side of it there. So this is what we are doing with a quality boost. It's I mean, it, it does. It does sound it does sound it does sound brilliant. Ology, um, Daniel touched on it there. Uh, obviously, there is an underrepresentation uh, uh, in in well, across the board, but hospitality uh, as well. And he touched on the fact that management and senior roles, there might be a, a bit a bigger underrepresentation there. Mm -hmm. um, what are you? Are you actively pushing for to fill those roles with uh, people of diverse yeah. backgrounds so i think <clears throat> so i think one of the things that i uh, i mean it's clear in hospitality there's a lack of representation um it sounds this is going to sound very controversial considering what you just said but i think i'll do it anyway <laughs> I'm, gonna, I, I'm staying true to myself i always do it i think the thing the thing with the hospitality is that we don't have a diversity issue I don't actually think that we have any need to recruit more diverse because than what we already have. Yeah. I actually think that hospitality attracts diversity naturally because of the type of industry that it is, because it's flexible, right. um, and because it's like one of those places where it's a hub of of, of culture, yeah. of different cultures. I think the problem that we have is is a lack of representation in in senior roles within hospitality, whether that's you know GM, head chef. Um, up to you know board level, you know I can't think of many boards that are made up of you know different coloured pe people of colour. I just don't I don't see it um, yeah. because it's generally you know the same board level is the same. It looks the same everywhere you go, whatever business you go into. Um, so I think the lack of representation is is from you can't see you can't be what you can't see. It's constantly what we keep hearing, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, the only way you do that isn't through recruiting more diverse people. It's actually through nurturing the people that you've got in your business. In the business, I think, yeah. I think one of the key things at the moment is that a lot of businesses actually are really diverse, but are not inclusive. They're not. They're not equitable. They're not really understanding that everyone should be treated equally. That's a quality, right? But there's actually more to it now than than just treating everyone the same because everyone isn't unfortunately the same. There isn't a level playing field. That's why you need to be more of an equitable company where you actually realise that everyone is slightly different. Someone, people need different pools um, and different um, uh, uh, support through their journey when it gets to getting to the top. That might mean mentoring, coaching. That might mean um, a different training programme to, to everyone else. But it means that we need to really start seeing the people that we've got in our business and how do you nurture them? How do you make sure that they feel like they're included? How do you make sure they have a sense of belonging? And how do you make sure that you, I guess, push them to get to those leadership roles? Um, and that's 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 a lot more difficult now, I think, than it ever has been. And so, I don't, what, what, so what are you what are you what are you doing? Tell tell us what how I'm, we get in there. I mean, I'm not going to say that I've got like a. Um, uh like a, a fix a, a quick fix solution because i think it's it's one of those things that's going to take forever to fix um but i think i'm not forever 
It's going to take quite a long time. It's not one of those quick fixes where you can just go, oh, I'm just going to do this, and then it's going to, you know, next year I'm going to see a result. It's, you know, we at Turtle Bay are doing quite a lot of, uh, I guess, educating the teams on different pathways to get to where, um, to get to leadership. I think it's about sharing stories. Um, you know, not enough people that are from marginalised communities talk about how they've got to their where they are in their, in their roles. Definitely. And actually that that inspires people um, and opens uh, the people's people uh, opens a door already immediately just by sharing stories so that's one of the number one things that we're doing at the moment which is I think is which is really powerful um, the other thing that we're doing is around mentoring like I think mentoring is a really really important thing for us we've Definitely. got you know, next year we're launching three mentorship programs um, tell us a bit about that I, I love a mentorship program me tell us tell us about what how you you're arranging that so we're doing a mentorship program actually with a company called Otolo um, and they are supporting us with some mentoring for our um, people from ethnic backgrounds. So, our, you know, people from ethnic backgrounds are going to go on a mentorship program to open, to give them the tools to be able to know how to get to um, different types of roles that they might be looking to get into. So it's about giving them confidence. It's about giving them business acronym, 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 acronym business. I can't say the word. Human. Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you're there, you're there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's about giving them those tools to be able to know how to get to those roles. So that's very specific. Um, looking at our ethnic, our group of ethnic people that work within our business. Um, and then we're doing a mentorship programme for, for women um, with a company called Pink Dynasty, um, who, you know, are supporting young um, women from marginalised groups in getting into senior roles and understanding for them how to do that um and with the constraints that there are in society um and with the fact that roles aren't as flexible as they should be for women um so that's again a very very specific mentorship program with pink dynasty and then the third mentorship program is around peer-to-peer -peer, um which is what people some people might call it reverse mentoring but i don't like using that term but i think it's peer-to-peer -peer mentoring where we are pairing up our leadership team with some of our team members from ethnic backgrounds for them to actually for the leadership team to learn from the from people younger people how to communicate in a in a way in a tone that they can relate to and also yeah. for the, for those people to relate to the leadership team and understand how do you get to a role like you know becoming a leader in a business um and, and how do you how do you know how to talk to people at that level um, and how that you can start opening doors for yourself. It's about giving them exposure to a world that you don't, we don't, that the people don't know. I think for 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 all the mentorship programs, it's just a really about opening up doors and giving people perspective and and lens into different people's lives um, to support them into getting into wherever they want to go into. Whether that is with us at Turtle Bay, or whether that's moving on to another business because that's not going to happen at Turtle Bay. It's just about <laughs> opening, starting to open doors and remove barriers. Terrific, da Daniel. Um, yeah. What? What? With the will to um, to diversify, if you like. Yeah. I mean, a lot. Of, a lot of businesses want to do that. Yeah. Have you found that in recent years there's been more of that, uh, and more people wanting to use tools like Equality Boost to 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 reach out and um, and 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 fill those roles. Yeah, that they feel ha haven't been, you know, looked after before. That that's exactly it. That's exactly it, there, Lance. And and 
it, it's kind of once again just touching on what I mentioned before is it's a lot of, uh, of employers really do not know where to start in terms of that or how to reach in and tap in and, and well, it sounds like Olajide's got it down pat like he knows exactly that, what exactly I mean, he's, that he might not but it sounds very convincing but a no, lot but, of employers <laughs> I'm joking of course you know what you're talking about but um, <laughs> but a lot of employers don't know where to start do they and that's the biggest part here, definitely. Sorry, Ola JJ, go 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 ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, do you know what? I think it is. I the reason why I I feel like I am, you know, doing well in what I'm doing is because I'm coming from it from a lived experience. Like, yeah. it's very difficult for a lot of companies who are, you know, I'm sorry to say, I'm going to say as it is, you know, they're they're owned by middle-aged white people who don't understand the experience of people from marginalised groups, and yeah. actually. The only way for you to grow as a business and understand how to grow as a business if you want to do the work properly is to actually start listening, listening to the people from marginalised yeah. groups and listening to what they want, what they need. Um, and I, don't, I think that's actually quite difficult because it's scary to ask people what you want and what you need. What you want, yes. And then to actually go, OK, we're going to give you what you want and what you need. Yeah. And, we're, and we're going to actually open up doors here and we're going to maybe even employ someone to start supporting us. And I yes. think... That was one of the great, I mean, the greatest things that the greatest thing that Turtle Bay ever did was employ me because <laughs> because I was able to tell them from a lived experience. This is what I've experienced. This yeah. is how I've struggled to get to where I am. This is, this, yeah. this is these are the situations that I've found myself in in my career, and 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 this is how you can fix it. This is how you can do better. Um, and actually, we, like I said, we do a lot of training around understanding people from different groups. Um, and we're on a journey of understanding. And I think a lot of businesses haven't really made that, started that journey of actually starting from the basics of understanding people um, and, and, learn, and learning how to speak to people. And I think language plays such a huge part in closing a lot of doors and opening doors. So important. So, um, important. so, so I mean, like, like Ology, they said there, Daniel, people want to initiate change, but they don't know how to do it. It's just that that's what a, a huge amount of businesses, just not within the hospitality sector. This is exactly what they how they a huge amount of those HRD partners are facing right now. It's that um, like, like we were just saying, you've got the, the senior leadership that's right at the top of this pyramid here um, in light. Like we've just been really open and honest. We, we, we're using that word of it's like the old white boys club, essentially, or the old white men's club. Um, it's one of those things that these these people have probably started off at low level. They've worked their way through the business and hence why they're probably sitting up there. But what we're realizing, a lot of the ideas are outdated um, they're not keeping up with the times they need to be educated. So this is where from a senior leadership team, you need to filter down and, and, and ask the questions of how and why, uh, which it seems that what Total Bear have gone and done is like, how do we tap into this? Why do we need to do this? What is this going to do for us at the end? Um, but once again, a huge amount of employers are not getting that. So for, for me, I still feel that I do have to do some of that educational piece. Um, I do use some of my own uh, lived intels and experiences of what I face within workplaces where I feel that I maybe haven't been heard in my in my younger years in terms of it or where I've been in a certain business where I have felt like. I am the only black man that's going to be on this particular, say, sales floor, essentially, from there. Um, things like this, I, I, I never really felt that I understood a huge amount of until I've started working with more HR partners. And now it's kind of had that light bulb moment where I start to realise the reason why 
I felt like that within workplaces is because the HR partners that are hiring people or educating or doing the training or, or you're doing your, your programs within your business, you don't know where to start. So you don't know how to get into this. So uh, I can only guide employees and say, reach out to, to people, find out, uh, do research, essentially, find out what people are talking about within your same space. But then at the same time, lean on people like us from cater.com because we're in this this working market we're in this job seeking market we have candidates that give us information we we run our web webinars we do podcasts like this where we we talk and we benchmark so we can educate and help people to to get those steps forward or get five steps ahead of yourself in terms of it do the research join the webinars have chats with us come and talk to us in terms of that we want to share the experiences of what other people are doing out there but from our angle is that we recognize as a business that you have to still put yourself out there a different way the job seeking market has changed in terms of that over the last two years um it's not the same as how it used to be um our candidates are paying more attention to businesses they are researching they are looking at your website are they seeing people who look like me not me directly but the motto is people who look like me so whether you are from a black culture or from an asian culture whether you are a female that wants to get into management you want to see people who look like you on any type of form of say testimony or kind of say mission statement or even just down to imagery um, if that makes sense all of these sensory things that you feel and see you can speak about you want to see that and if you don't see that and you see a job and you're interested in and you go to the website but you're not seeing people who look like you this is where you're going to lose the engagement from those individuals. So this is what we are educating our clients on is it's all about the engagement. And if I can, uh, if we will portray you or, or, or showcase in terms of what you are doing as a business, we're only hope, hoping that we can give you those extra couple of more steps that you that you're going to put you in front of those relevant candidates um, and, and job seekers. But at the same time, you've got to do your work on, on the other side of it where you're finding off other means and avenues of how you're going to tap into this, which is obviously what um, Ola DJ and, and Total Bay are currently doing right now in terms of that. They've done the research, they're understanding, you're asking the right questions and you're devising a plan, but you're also leaning on other people to help you along that journey, which is where you've come into play here as well so this is what we're, we're trying to guide our clients on and and just give them that that um that 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 way forward and saying look it's not just you okay but what you're doing right now which is great you are asking the right questions if that makes sense you're you're willing to make a change if i speak to an employer and it seems like dei is not a core focus that's a worry for me in terms of that and i'll be a worry for anybody as well at the same time daniel this has been a brilliant conversation it really has you've been you've both been absolutely brilliant but time's running out on us i know that yeah. time's short uh it's two very busy men um daniel if people want to find out more about equality boost how can they do that um cool. uh, by by all means um you can obviously reach out to myself um in, in terms of it uh, my email address is daniel.jagai at totaljobs.com um I, i'm pretty sure that we're going to have some blurb that's going to go up so we yes, can obviously absolutely. put that in there Lance. so it'll, it'll be there. i'll make sure that's in there but anybody's more than happy to reach out to, to to me in terms of that uh more essentially if you are somebody who's listening to this that you use any one of our platforms whether it's caterer.com um essentially or totaljobs or any one of our 
our generalist boards um, and you utilize our services, reach out to your account manager in terms of that. They're, they're going to have all the information um, and I'm more than happy to come and have chats and, and, and run small sessions with anybody just to give them a deeper insight of how our data works, how we utilize our products and obviously what the success stories look like from other businesses as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Olajid, I've got to thank you as well for, for taking the time. To, it's, honestly, it's been a joy to have you on. You've given us so much to think about. Thank amazing, you so much. Amazing. Um, I've got one question. If anyone's going to Turtle Bay this weekend, what do you recommend on the menu? Oh, if you're going Ooh. to Turtle Bay, I, my favourite thing on the menu is a curry goat hash. It doesn't feel like it should work, but it does work. It, is, it is chips curry goat and two eggs and it it's like a the heartiest meal it's it's like a hug um, <laughs> and it's a mixture of like spicy with the chips and then the egg to top it off honestly it's like the, my favorite thing and the other thing on the menu that i always love and if, if you're going to get curry goat hash you have to start with sweet corn fritters or the salt fish fritters because yeah. they are again um, just an amazing delight so yeah start oh, going have some salt fish fritters or, or some uh, sweet corn fritters and then finish it with a nice hearty curry goat hash that sounds amazing i mean it doesn't sound that but listen my family's from guyana i yeah. grew up on corned beef and rice yeah. So, you know, that's that's mine. So that that hash sounds fabulous. Brilliant. <laughs> Gentlemen, again, it's been an absolute joy. No, I'm so glad we, we, we could do this. It's been great. And I hope maybe later on the next year we can catch up again. That'll be fabulous. I'd love that. I would love it as well. Yeah, I would love it as well. Brilliant. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and this episode of uh, Recruiting and Hospitality. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at caterer.com that's caterer d-o-t-c-o-m likewise on instagram follow us on linkedin we're on facebook um and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast why not why just not? wherever you get to wherever you get your podcast go there subscribe you'll be the first one to hear new episodes and we've got so many great things coming up over the coming months so please stay with us and, and subscribe it's been a joy I've been Lancelot Narine. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.